몇년전 꽤똑똑한 친구 하나가 제 밑에서 일한 적이 있었습니다. 어느 날그 친구에게 심부름을 하나 시켰는데 사소하게 생각했었던지 실수를 저질렀어요. 근데 그 친구 분위기가 이상한 거예요. 끝까지 자신의 잘못을 인정하지 않는 겁니다. 간단하게 끝날 일인데. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of What's Korean Cinema. I'm your host, Stuart Sutherland. Joining me tonight is Easy A. No, not Emma Stone. It's Andy. Hi. Emma Stone wouldn't make those sounds. Don't mention her name. I feel like table tipping a wee bit. No, you told me. You dirty bastard. And joining us just down from the road of Mass Movieside UK headquarters, it's Trevor. Hello. Hello again. So, on schedule tonight is another Kim Ji Woon double bell for the four people that listened to the first episode. I thought you were going to call it a fucking wee young fucking hunky bastard double bell. Well, that was only the way I'd be able to get you into this house. Oh, right. <laughs> Bastards, he tricked me all the time. Alright. So, yes, uh, both movies do happen to include the hunkiest of buns. <laughs> that should have been What? I said that should have been Young's, not buns. Yeah. But he just liked his ass. That's <laughs> what <type> Young's. <laughs> young's is still. So, <coughs> our first movie tonight is A Better Sweet Life. Lee Byung-hun stars as Sun Woo, a unique character with a curious lifestyle. He's not only a valued gang member and a profiteer of a hotel bar, but is also the right-hand man to a powerful gang leader, Mr. Kang. When Kang suspects that his beautiful young mistress, Hee-soo, uh, might be messing around with another man, he enlists Sun Woo to help resolve this matter, commanding him to follow her around and see what information he could dig up. Sun Wu's orders are explicit. If he catches he so cheating, he is to execute her, essentially. Yeah. However, when Sun Sun Wu spies he so with her boyfriend, <clears throat> he makes the fateful decision, one that will have major consequences for all involved. Alright, we will spoil this by the way. Aye. <laughs> As always <laughs> So yes, if you haven't seen these movies, they're yeah. widely available. Get to it. Yeah. Hey, did you say that to them? Ah, I'm not telling them where to get them. Yeah. I'm just saying you can. <laughs> so. They've got to stop listening and go and buy it now. Mm-hmm. Don't waste their time on a spine on it. For... Ah, yeah, they've downloaded it, it's fine. We've got our numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so. Better sweet life. I guess we'll go right on to the thoughts. We'll save the trivia for later. So what did you think, Andy? Hi. It's alright. But... Trevor? Fuck you. <laughs> just the, the ending was just... I'm not being used as a weapon against him, by the way. I know. <laughs> stop it. Don't stop, Don't look at me when you talk. Just don't look at the mic. <laughs> I'm rolling out so I can see myself. <laughs> it's too shiny. No, it's alright. I thought it was a wee bit obvious that the ending. It was just destined to be the ending. Was this before you looked at the back of the case, or? Yeah. 
Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I read no. the case. I did they tell you about the case what happens, but you can just tell. I know. Like versus the gag. I thought it was one that. of these cases where it does have a picture of him, a blood-soaked Lee Young Hunt on the back cover. You're like, oh, I guess he gets killed. I mean, every film, every, every fucking person is bloody. Hmm. Aye. Well, now you're defending the point, because I thought, like, an opening... Actually, I noticed on the DVD menu, as it starts at him with all the fucking bullets bursting out his chest, like... Oh, yeah. Like, when it's shit like that, it should just be a case of the main character kicking ass and basically looking untouched. Like, you don't show him. Yeah, but there wasn't much of that in the film. No. He got his ass kicked most of the time. Well, at the start, he proved to be quite a uh, fighter. Like, well, that would be chubby guy, <laughs> <laughs> That was, like, all oh, With that scene there, where it's like, he'll give you the count to three, uh, and he does nothing, so right, lock the door, and like, oh. <laughs> that'd be that moment like open the door open the door I'm sorry <laughs> just run in the room or the fact that like, they get to one I'm done sorry lads I'm out <laughs> they just jump at the window the door wide open <laughs> but aye so you knew it was going to be a I kid it was going to be a no one survives ending mm-hmm. although because of that bitch you were a wife of mine I didn't know Ken who the fucking cunt that came in and killed him with uh, he's really a last minute sort of addition to it all. Was it the head guy hired them to come uh, and kill him? No. This Lee Young Hun's character gets killed at the end by a hitman, and Hitman is the brother of the gun dealer that Lee Young Hun kills. Right. Like he's trying to buy guns and it's a, I think it's a Russian dude and two other guys and he's saying he just needs it for his work and basically they realise he's blacklisted essentially as a bad guy, so he struggles, kills him. Uh-huh. But uh, he is credited as brother of gun dealer, right. so it's basically like another revenge story. Like this dude's killed my brother, and we mm. find him. How many, him. how many fucking performances before? Pretty much. I've stopped. I've walked off the fucking catwalk model. Like you're like just yeah, walks out of fashion. Extremely handsome. <laughs> walks out of fucking fashion catalog with dual pistols. <laughs> it's like oh shit. They're just looking, they get lost in his eyes and shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, I I caught a hold of this one when it was first released over in the UK. I got like a screener DVD that I'd lent out to something and it just never returned. Frick. So it was like, it was that good the guy stopped using the internet. Because <laughs> 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 really like, it's, no, it's like it, it, his wife still used the internet. It's like, aye, so uh, could I get that? Oh no, Disney doesn't use the internet anymore, is it? It doesn't stop him for fucking posting a DVD or you passing on a message. <laughs> but so I did. I lost my copy of it, but it kept just sort of like ringing back. It's like that film's pretty good. I should watch it again. And then I like rented it, and then I was like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna buy it." And as it's basically well, it's put out as Kim Ji Woon's uh, mobster movie, and it kind of ah fuck, what was it? It has been called Action Noir. Which does it like noir is usually your black and white. Uh, but even not even really black and white, but you've uh, just uh, always you've got like a foul I think it's your foul light that would be kinda of sitting under well, under your camera and everything's always backlit in a noir. We maybe look at it as neo noir. Um mm-hmm. they Definitely had a, a phrase in that I wouldn't have thought it was this, but 
I'm pretty sure they consider it like a new brand of action noir. Uh, I can I can see why they would class it as noir because you've kind of it was a wee while ago since I watched this, but I, he's, he kind of does do a lot. Of, does he do a lot of inner monologuing himself? Um, no, it's a lot of like staring off into the distance, kind of deep thought. Well, that's that's exactly. the quite at the start of the end. Mm. But it's thinking about the master telling his pupil that fucking story about the trees moving. Aye, aye, there's that. And like, like the lone hero, and in a way, she she kind of is a femme fatale, isn't she? So you've kind of got that sort of noir mm-hmm. um, point of there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, sorry, I think it's essentially, obviously, it has some crazy violence for, well, Gun, gunplay violence, I guess. Like it is it, at the end. Of course, it's an all-out yeah. fucking a bear tomorrow shootout mm-hmm. style. But uh, obviously, Lee Byung-hun's character lets the the cheating girlfriend go under the impression that the boyfriend leaves the country. You never see each other again. But Mister Kang basically finds it out yeah. somehow, and they realize uh, it's actually early on. Mister Kang says explains. To Lee Byung-hun's character, that uh, somebody fucked up and says you could have it like doing everything right, and then you make one decision and you fuck it all up, and it's like he's fucking warning them. Mm. And then like he does have that moment of clarity where it's like leave the country, never see her again. Like I'll let you live. Obviously, the movie takes that fucking huge turn when they realise uh, Lee Byung-hun's done them wrong, and they need to learn him a lesson. So at first it's like he was sold it to the other gang and they were ah, they had him hanging for the ceiling and it's got that little bit of dark humour for Lee Byung-hun not uh, for Kim Ji-Woon that they actually have the cleaner and wiping up the blood around them <laughs> so that's quite appropriate like some wee old wifey's doing the night shift <laughs> and it's like they basically tortured they did something awful basically Give it, like teaching him the lesson of this is what happens when you fucking go across, go against the boss's orders. Like, what's that eyebrow for? No, I just don't. What you're talking about is not what I got for it. Right, well. It's like he got tinned with that other gun because he insulted the fucking gun leader. And they were going to kill him for insulting him, where the other gun leader phoned him and said, No, they kill him, oh, I kill him. Right, it could, it might have escalated to that, but I looked like Obdi was just kind to, like they were going to get ready to cut him up, ah, and then they put him in the van and drive him and somewhere drive, else drive and dump dump him on his fucking man's doorstep, and then they're like, right, <laughs> they bury him alive essentially, and mm. then once, well, they break his hand first, mm. then bury him, mm. and it's quite like it is that moment where it's, you can see the hand, then you see the big fucking Rich. wrench, right, like. Fud in the mud and it just drags along and it's like the guy that was his pal that tries to warn him but he's a dickhead that's kind of working for the other side mm. whereas they're like oh you should just help these guys out you know you shouldn't come to this I'm going to mash your fingers mm. and just fucking wrecks the, the hand and that like the shot it just it doesn't cut away it lets you see it like like mm. just some rubber hand got milkied <laughs> <laughs> and Obviously, they bury him in the rain, so it's just like a mud grave. Yeah. And then, like, obviously, he gets out and they put him in a warehouse and, like, right, you ready to apologise to the boss now? <laughs> Paying for mercy. Aye. <laughs> and then that's like when it has that great twist moment. Yeah. Essentially, when he hands the phone back, 
And the guy realised it was wrong. He's like, battery? <laughs> and then... <laughs> battery? We're all sentences and start with R. Oh. <laughs> this should finish with you pointing to the sky and wants to attack in the building. Like, oh, battery, no! <laughs> but it was just like the moment where... So it has like that change in the music as well. It's sort of, I think it's like the wee drum beat where it's like... But mm-hmm. it's like the big Japanese drums or something. They're just like, oh fuck, like it, it, the tables have turned. And then it's just an all out fucking yeah. furious escape of beating up all day and like, of course, like smashing the fucking mobile phone mm. battery into cutting the Cutting the guy's face. Cutting his mm. face. Uh, it's like a video game where they just went over to a fucking fire. The fire baron picked up his unlimited amounts of pieces of wood and <laughs> started smashing people about. But some of the great things about this movie is like the sound effects, like when he picks up the brick and just fucking runs, knocks out three guys with the brick, and just the sound of the contact is vicious mm. because it just seemed like brick on brick, really. It's just, <laughs> it just fucking. It's just like I guess it's just shocking, in a sense of just like the sounds, like sure the violence, but it's just sounds fucking sore. <laughs> Generally, that's what they're trying to achieve. With Aye, it. but it's like it. I think it was just put in as like a real, just a realistic, brutal fucking. Is there quite a lot of like long scenes with like cuts in this in that section? Uh, I, I got like a, a if, bit of an old boy feeling you know, like when he's escaping with a hammer. Yeah, it's like the tight corridor. I kind of get that sort of feeling from it. You kind of get enough by it. It's just it's a great style. And just the the amount of fucking pure stuntmen that just got battered with flaming bits of wood. Like, even when there's like the guy in the corridor just got fucking hit over the shoulder with a fucking flaming fucking two by four and or the poor dude where there's also there's nails in the two by four and it's stuck in one dude's leg uh, and he's limping and it's on fire attached to his <laughs> leg and they just rip it off him and use it as a weapon. Mm. But like uh, Lee Byung Hung's character escapes in the car and uh, again it shows you this really cool camera work during that scene as well where like the cameras like have some movies they have like the camera attached to the person it's always shots like somebody falling to the floor mm. and you get that weird effect this is like it was attached to his shoulder so you've seen everything he was doing yeah. like jumping over the barrels and jumping doing his flying kicks and <laughs> it's just this quick cuts of this almost first person action going on and then it's the great bit when he's in the car and there's I think basically everyone's jumping on the car he drives through the fucking through the wall of the building yeah. and it's got this great shot of him basically like doing a donut in the car but the camera's almost attached to the outside of the car it's like on one of the rear tail lights mm-hmm. and as the car spins around this camera's locked on it spinning around with it and you just see a dude being dragged <laughs> along the side of the car and it's just like fucking really creative like cinematography and things like that it's just mm-hmm. really kind of just upset over other the revenge like really like it's it just maybe just really reeks of like stylish filmmaking like yeah. really something you've not seen before and just equally violent hmm. uh, uh, it's just a, a good sort of um, <clears throat> it's kind of comparison or contrast between like the, the, the sort of like, I think it's like the what I got from it is like the, the inner peace that he gets from just watching like the, like the boss's daughter Mm-hmm. And you know, like you kind of get that shot where he's sat, and it's 
just sort of sort of zooming on in behind them, ah, the music and you've got like her playing the cello, Aye. and uh, I think like whether or not I, is it someone was that like this kind of epiphany that he had, and he was like, if I better myself or if I kind of get away for this life, could I, you mm-hmm. know, end up with her? Because he's, you can kind of just see from his face the way he's watching on. Well, he misses the, the end. Uh, he loves it, and like. Dead. Sort of focusing on like kind of like fingers and stuff and Aye. sort of just random bits. Aye, of like playing his banjo string. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think whether or not that. Ooh, it's popular. Um, As you've been told off for fucking dirty sex jokes on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here to solo four for eleven fifty-five. <laughs> Turn that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that's the, that's what, and whether or not that's kind of where, and hence the name, though, hence Ten Bitter Sweet Life, because he's getting these moments of, I suppose, just clarity and peace. Mm-hmm. I thought just like having sugar with his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that is probably the best way to describe the reason why the woman is in it. Like at the beginning, when the Karen's telling him, right, I want you to keep an eye on her, and he asks her if he's ever ever had a girlfriend or ever experienced love, and he's like, fuck, no, just pull a killer machine boss. Just put him a wire. So, and then, of course, like, he does, like, he's like a bumbling fool around her, like, trying to get the keys, and he's like, just, he's just like a, he doesn't know how to handle a woman, really, like, just, being a bodyguard, essentially, to, like, a woman in that sense. I kind of thought he would be a wee bit more of a better shot as well. Let alone being like a henchman. <laughs> I can, he was telling, he was like, bah, bah, I fair enough that he was a bit fucked up in that, but mm-hmm. you kind of, whether or not it would have worked better if he was that kind of infallible kind of killing machine that, uh, as I suppose, can be sort of quite token. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it could be just in the sense that, like, it shows you a lot that his hand-to-hand combat like, he was probably deadly in the fist fight, but with the gun, like, he didn't even... I didn't think he even had one, like, until, like, those scenes where he had to go buy a gun. It didn't give you any impression that he kept guns, or mm. so. Maybe it is, like, just different. Oh, yeah, it made you think, like, oh, I need to fuck today, because he's like, they know this um, shit. Like, that, that race that the China had, <laughs> I was, I was hee-hawing at that, like, because you could just, that was the realisation in, in the arms dealer's face, where he's like, ah, Hold on a minute, and then they just sort of start scrambling to put these <laughs> guns together. Race it is fucking aimless. Takes them out, takes out the weird fucking Russian gypsy guy that's in the movie <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> but like, you know, well, suppose like the whole noir thing. Um, she's not like your your token kind of, well, like oh, the dame walked in and she was you know, smoking that disjoint and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But it takes him off on a tangent that affects his life, and there's a lot of the times where. Like they always come off us for a way, and she just kind of she well she should technically end be ending up dead, mm. hence them femme fatale. But um, kind of just sort of pushing him at his grave, and uh, she just kind of fucks off it. Like, oh, I see that. Mm-hmm. But I think that was like do you think he realizes he realized it until the boss was on the phone where he said like you loved her or you like her, and he goes what? Like it's like he was just trying to help her out, and when the boss basically cuts. Cuts to the chase and says, "You do this because you like her, don't you?" And there was like that genuine moment of him going, "What? No, like you got it wrong." And then of course they're fucking bury him and yeah. like. And I sort of, didn't realize it until he was like in his flat. Aye, aye. Like well, well, that's the thing. It's like yeah, I think it was like he wasn't like this. Is, love is a new thing to him. He doesn't yeah. really understand this and like all that shit happened. 
like and they realise like basically as he's on death's door and the fucking only minute like the the fucking thinking of the happy place is back at the fucking recital just sitting there watching that happen that was sort of like his good day in peace just going out on that note type of thing so I feel it is maybe like the dude just doesn't realise till the fucking very end and the wee fucking four misses Aye. It's like they had that dream and it was, they thought it was a bad dream because he was greeting, but it was just... Like he just knows that he can never have that dream, that dream will never come it true. It was a perfect life and it was just something I could never have. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you just had a regular... <laughs> 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 like, I, I show you in the head. Why is, is this the thing the body does when it's... Shoots the fucking arms and legs off, and I stop him wriggling. It's just a torso going down steps now. Ah! He's the one person that acts like a chicken when he's dead. He's still fucking run about in a few noises. You didn't take more rounds than fucking Alex Murphy and Robocop. Like, wow! Uh, I just when he goes stabbed, it's like, how the fuck is he still fine? He just got fucking rapidly stabbed <laughs> in some sort of organ. That was definitely an organ place. <laughs> 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 he started in the organ place, but um, it was like those fucking moments where it was, like the bad guys he crossed that president bake or ah the dude with the, the scar face. Ah, I'm not sure it's called President Bake, but it's just Mister Bake. <laughs> ah, there, there's two, there's two <laughs> bakes essentially. Like he's the son of the head boss, oh, and he's called President Bake. But the other one is referred to as President Beak as well. Uh-huh. So I reckon if it's just like senior, junior Maybe. type of thing. And like, I'll go back to the great little dark humour moments is when obviously he kicks the guys at the club and they go back and he phones them. And he's like, oh, he's been on the phone for you all day. He wants to talk to you. And he's like, if you want to talk to me, come see me. Hands up. And then it cuts the bake on the phone. Like, Oh, oh. And he's sitting jamming the, the fucking dial tone is like nothing's happening and then like he just freaks it and pulls the cords and it comes off the phone and he's like <gasps> and the fucking he's green chubby guy is like the, <laughs> and it's like oh he's got to hit him with a handle no he picks up the whole fucking phone <laughs> and starts smashing his skull in with it and it's like oh you've never seen him again did you <laughs> no, he's just, he he just this crying mess being carried in the room <laughs> But I was like, you just got to fucking launch the handle at the dude's face, but I know he just picks up the receiver <laughs> fucking caves the dude's head in. It's like, oh, just fucking, when you think it's going left, it fucking takes a sharp right. <laughs> but, um, I have got a note there, and it's like, leathers him with phone. <laughs> but um, some of the other notes I picked up on, like, just some great sound effects. Like back to the ice rink when uh, he's been frantically stabbed, and it's just a case that like, he pulls at the gun, shoots the dude in the face, and it's just like that deafening shot. Like it's probably just because it's like in a like an ice ice hockey, like an ice rink. It's probably just the echo, but it's just like that fucking stopped everything with that one fucking bullet shooting the dude. Mm-hmm. I like those two random guys that he was uh, that were the arm dealers, kind of. Like, it's supposed to help. They're just like, it's like in a randomly open space and they just managed to drive into a fucking dick. I'm sure it was a digger or something. (laughs) But they were just like, apparently it's like like comedy geniuses. And I kind of thought um, the guy looked very similar to the weird from The Good, The Bad and The Weird. I I, I sort of double-ticked and I was like, no, no, that can't be him, surely. Mm. 
Just I just was just like the hairstyle and, that. and again just with the, the overtly kind of comedy act because mm. the bit that kind of got me was where they're sort of sat and they're all sort of stickied up and just scanning, uh. scanning the chicken really slowly like, <laughs> watching like the arms transaction going, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of cool. I just thought it was funny when they were having that big argument. And, like, <laughs> and then roll the windows back. They fucking just see the two, two heads bobbing up and doing at each other. And then roll it back down. Did they start arguing in Russian? Aye. I thought it wasn't Aye, shared because it's like you kept turning around and seeing what the guy was saying. Aye, like as if yeah, like, the difference he's like I, I hear everything you're saying. What's going on? But no, aye, they were bantering back and forth in Russian to each mm. other. And it is like how easily they were fooled by just giving him like a one ringer on the mobile phone it takes his eye off the fucking wheel and just <laughs> 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 it's like, <laughs> and it's just the Korean dude climbing out the car or walking <laughs> painfully slow and then just falls over I was like he didn't just kill them by fucking ringing a phone I thought he was doing that so he could go ahead and take the gun and the money and then leave <laughs> Aye, like, I thought they had the like, gun in the car and said no I'm not selling you I think you come here <laughs> but no, just like I'm just gonna be a dick. <laughs> like, car crash. <laughs> ah, so, um, we'll transition to some trivia for this. Have, have, you, have, you, have you, has it been to you about what you thought it was? I don't think I have. I'll, you, you know it hasn't. I just get carried away. I'll keep you right, mate. Yeah. Right. I'll keep you right. I, I like the film, by the way, but I will just give it to Trevor. Fuck you and your ideas. <laughs> you talk too much. <laughs> Out of the three... Uh, uh, ah! You fucking slag! <laughs> <laughs> Did you just get tagged by a cat? <laughs> it's because I've stood in it. Ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't it was in, I just went like, that's the off task, so after ah! I got fucking scaled. That's <laughs> what <laughs> oh, <so> you get. <laughs> out, out of the three that I've seen, uh, um, uh, the director... Uh, I just totally forgot his name. I just, Kim just got, win. That's it. Oh, I just, yeah. just constantly got Lee Byung Hunk. Because <laughs> um, I've got a bit of a monk with him. Uh, this is like my, my, my third favourite. Right, yeah. Um, I would probably watch I Saw the Devil and Good, Bad and the Weird before this one. But one. it's still a, still a really enjoyable film. I really mm. liked it. Mm. And it's, like, obviously it's quite big with it. It's... Like, is uh, I just mind Wikipedia have like a, a huge deal with its soundtrack. Like it seems to have, I guess, had a really popular soundtrack to it. Like it was sort of like your typical. I felt like it was trying to turn into like a Park Chan Wook, uh, vengeance type of feel with the music. Mm. Just trying to get like the the sympathy the symphony thing going and getting that angle to it, but. Uh, obviously, like the music does play a big part, but like that, the song the the girl does on the cello and mm. like that tunes in like when it's Lee Byung Hun's on his death deathbed, but it was like death seat, step, <laughs> uh, like bleeding out in his bar, and it just like it it does have like those good sort of like music cues, like when that kicks in, it does like kind of make you feel quite sad that ah, this dude just wanted a fucking happy life. Mm. Like, he just wanted to solve everyone's problems and this fucking all came back and bit him on the ass. Mm. One, of, I think, one of the brilliant wee uh, editing points in it is when he's sitting in his apartment and basically after he's thought he's basically solved all the problems, he's told the girl to go one way, the guy to go the other. And he goes home 
and he's lying there trying to sleep and he turns the light on and the light off and it does this great thing where it just cuts to all these different angles or like he's had a like a couple of tins of Guinness and some crests I Guinness mm. that was one of my fucking bullet points <laughs> why Guinness why Guinness that yeah, know. Koreans hard when it comes to their drink or something <laughs> probably uh, might be quite expensive out there if it's got to be imported so it might maybe, maybe shown off a wee bit of... I think it's technical shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> just think, oh, that guy's got a fucking strong stomach. <laughs> no, I guess it's not a Guinness fan. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just did think it's quite taste. It's just fucking sheer tar. <laughs> sheer tar. <laughs> but it was just like that great moment and turn the lights on and lights off and you kind of think, wait, if they keep doing this, I think something bad's going to happen. And it does, like, those three shots in a row of him just lying on the couch, light on, light off, and it's the same shot twice. Then the third time, it's got all the people behind him with, like, the wee fucking... Yeah. Gosh, like, the wee fucking... Hammer sticks. Hammer sticks. <laughs> it was, like, a, a standard... You're right the first time. <laughs> Aye, but it's, like, a with fucking half a dozen toffee hammers. Fucking battered. Like, there was no way he was... Like, axe handles, kind of thing. Aye, aye, it was... It wasn't there to fucking kill him, it would just beat the dude to... Axe Handles make me think of wrestling, they would just do fucking... I knew, I shit, I thought, I'm sad to say Axe Handles are wrong too full. He was fine, and then one of the fucking little Indian dudes was on the top turnbuckle and jumped off and hit him on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Double Axe Handles. He was fine until he got clotheslined, and that was it. (laughs) But it it was just like, I just loved the way that just that edit happened. It was just like... Ah, it's nice. Yeah. Definitely. Just yeah, really stylish. That <laughs> <laughs> just film was just good. You're so hunky. Nice. You never wanted to impregnate a man so much. I'll fucking try. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bear Street Life was released originally in Korea on the 1st of April 2005. It made its UK release back in 20th of January 2006. So it was out pretty soon after. Uh, you might recognise the female lead uh, character name uh, Shin Mina, and uh, every time you like Shin Mina, I think Chishka. That, that just Chishka. Aye, that just keeps playing in my head. <laughs> 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 That's just, every time it's on, I just kind of sound like a fairy tale. But her character is also the female lead from uh, Volcano High. Oh, that's been so fucking long. Aye, she was <laughs> she was the female lead and love interest in that movie as well. <coughs> well she in like a fucking forties movie. <laughs> she's no, she's. I think she was a teenager in Volcano High. Yeah. I think there's like these are old films. Like this was two thousand five, so mm. this film's go, going on eight years. Yeah. Um, when it comes to awards, uh, it was nominated for over twenty-seven different awards across across the globe, and it what? got got away with twelve awards. Twelve. Yep. Um, Lee Byung Hun picking up a few Best Actor awards. Uh, Huang Jun Min got a few Best Supporting Actors. Huang Jun Min is. Big. Yes. Mm. Let's handle the I know. Past, doing what I was saying. Oh, you motherfucking cut! Basically, Scarface bake, uh, not old man bake. Yeah, I was thinking right, bake for fucking Tekken. What? Bake? You never had? You never had, like used bake for Tekken? Nah. 
It's just like the old the old man and like the old gentleman sitting in your fucking taekwondo. Oh, I'll wait for that now. What fucking Scarface bake, motherfucker? Aye, Scarface bake. Who's Scarface bake? Uh, there's two bakes in this movie. There's young bake and old bake. One of the bakes had the... the scar on his face. Yep. That's not who I thought Scarface Bake. He's like, take him. That's not who I thought Bake was. I thought Bake was an old cunt. It's like Dave. Kang. Don't shag my bum. No, that was Mr. Kang. Huh. Mm-hmm. But Bake was like the dude he shot nice, nice rink. So, that did, I guess, fair enough. But I did uh, win the... At the... Eight Duval Asian Film Festival it won the Lotus Action Asia Grand Prix Action Asia <laughs> Prize. <laughs> so it won the Grand Prize at the festival hmm. over there. And also it did pick up a couple of awards for Best Original Soundtrack. So I guess it was probably a bigger deal over there. Hmm. It was remade, a Bollywood remake called uh, Awara Pan. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Stop dancing with hand <laughs> And there is some stills from our water pan. Okay, that, well, none of that happens in the film. Because he actually gets with the girl. Swag. Where right. right. the fuck's that fucking dove comfy? <laughs> there ain't no doves, is there? I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs> I'll just take myself in. And then Jesus kills himself. <laughs> that would be worth a peek though, because I, I don't think. The um, movie is on YouTube. I, I don't know if like, like Bollywood style would go as kind of as brutal, would they? Mm. I've never really been a kind to watch a lot of Bollywood stuff. But I, I, I reckon if it could My get that. My opinion Bollywood is just every form's dancing and singing. I think usually you will get like I sort of set pieces <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we saw him dance after being shanked on Nice Ring. Just a wee solo number with eight bits of that skate and just starts doing some fucking pirouettes and fucking streaking out the blood. Squeezing <laughs> <laughs> some light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is. That was remade in 2007. Again? No, that, that was the year it was released to me. Um, Did Doug get any awards? <laughs> Let's have a look. No. Well, we don't have awards. So I will take this just to uh, basically the internet's reaction to the movie. Right. IMDb rated it seven point seven from uh, out of ten based on uh, fourteen thousand four hundred votes. So yes, and now we'll hand it over to Andy for our new segment for the Rotten Tomatoes score. Why don't you ask Siri? Oh, well, we'll go into the try, try and talk English. Shut your cheese. Oh, shit, I didn't even want to say it. What did I say? Ask Siri what the rate I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you check the web for? Mention, if you like. Fuck you, Siri, you fucking words. Okay, ask Siri. Fuck you, Siri, and your fucking words. <laughs> I didn't like his posh voice. At least I could speak English. Then. I didn't like his posh voice. Why did you say talk like that? Right, right I'll push your button. How's that? I'll push your button. You fucking tell him what you wanted to say. Right. Hey, button. Don't say button. <laughs> That's your... Oh, no. What are you fucking doing? I thought you bun. Like, what? I found seven video <laughs> rental stores. It's pretty far from you. Why? Why did you look? What did you think you said? That was a video up. 
Do you want me to ask, say? Yes, you ask. Is this a fight? I'll say button. You say button. You say talk. Button. Siri, may I have the... Did I just say screw you? Yes, Andrew? I don't understand. Search. I'll, I'll, like I'll press button. I'm sorry, you go. Fail hard. <laughs> Can I have the Rotten Tomatoes review for a bittersweet life? Looking for restaurants whose reviews mention tomatoes. <laughs> restaurants whose reviews mention tomatoes are short while you. <laughs> you fucking <Why>? <laughs> Understand me. Take me to the Rotten Tomatoes website. We don't appear to be navigating anywhere right now. <laughs> directions. Just say, get directions to... Siri's just a fucking widow. <laughs> He's just like... Right. What's the review for a bittersweet life? <laughs> What's the review for a bittersweet life? She's been a dick. Good evening, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> Hello, Bursingly. Is that what you said? <laughs> Siri, may I have the review for A Bittersweet Life? I don't know what you mean by Siri, may I have a review for A Bittersweet Life? <laughs> How about a web search for it? I just search. <laughs> Take me to rottentomatoes.com. I didn't find any places Fuck off, Siri, you fucking wank up. Give up! No, it worked before with Shaggy Dog. Siri's fucking... What's the review for A Better Sweet Life? You better work your cunt. Okay, here's the weather through Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... (laughs) You go, what is the weather? Unifiller, Better Sweet Life. A bittersweet life. I don't know what that means. I bittersweet life. If you like, I can search the web for... Fucking search! Searching the web for I bittersweet life. I (laughs) bittersweet life. It fucking finds it. First result? Aye, but it's fucking IMDb. There's room to my dinner bit. (laughs) This is your only part of the show, Andrew. I'll go put it down. There you go. Hunter! 100% of the critics liked it. 100% 100% fresh. 100% fresh. Nice. That's a fucking first. What's, the, what's the popcorn saying? 89% of the users liked it. So the public vote was... <laughs> they the drug the users. users like it. So yes, People the public drunk. vote was 89%. The critics vote 100. Ah, mm. oh, maybe it was confused. You should have said that under its Korean name, Dal Coleman Hensang. Try it. No. <laughs> Do it. No. I, I was butchering Korean, so... Why don't you... Does your phone not have Siri? No. Shit. We should have had the fucking Siri saying something to Siri and seen what happens. Well, do you want to try it? Because I've got Siri. Oh, you've got Siri. There we go. Right. <laughs> this is a different podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, any final comments on A Bittersweet Life? No. <laughs> Anything, Trevor? Uh, nothing to add, I'm afraid. That's... No, that's Good film. Watch. I'm 
몰랐어? 아저씨는 아저씨 마음 다 알아요? 모르겠어요. 내가 대체 왜 이랬는지. ジョレミナウエスポールクエンオフハンギュセロイドフェイムエンドオフコースレギュラーとウォッスクリーンシネマポッドキャストサンキューフォーメイキングタイムポールタイプタンクスフォーインバイトメイアゲンそうオブスリ
you notice that you didn't notice the first time. Right? Aye. Uh, that's another good thing about Kim Ji Won's stuff. You watch it, you're going to notice stuff you didn't notice the first time because the, it's so layered. It's so. Mm-hmm. The tiny little things mean so much. So you, you can tell I'm a big fan. Aye. And that was, that's why, how it was for us when re watching it. You just forget how bloody good the film is. Like, how oh, well right. it's put together and just. They're just like your real edge, like on the edge of the seat stuff, and yeah, and really, really from violent, and it's just like it rails off. Like you forget how amazing the films was. I had originally got a hold of it. Uh, I'm positive I explained this on the podcast. I got like a screener copy. Mm. Then it was years after losing the screener copy, I rented it years later, and I thought, Jesus Christ! Like this film just gets better every time I watch it. I really need to get a hold of it. But that's the thing, isn't it? Even though it's the way it is, you you sit down in front of his stuff, you haven't seen it for years, and you immediately you're sitting there doing exactly what you did, going, "Jesus Christ!" Aye. You just you completely forget how much it just rips your head off. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've nothing bad to say about the man at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love his films, and a bittersweet life's a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Very well put. Well, I don't know if it was, but, you know, you got what you got. Yeah. And um, I guess one of the big things that uh, stumped me when researching uh, I Saw the Devil was uh, all this mystery around uh, Choi Min-sik's career break. Oh, Um, yeah. mm -hmm. Huge thing at the time and and ever since. Um, And just, by the way, I'm going to go back to bittersweet life in a couple of minutes but um, <laughs> the whole Korea media rating sport thing very very succinctly hopefully in 2006 they decided that, that the US had been getting on their case saying you're showing too many Korean films we need a look in you know blah 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 and the media board said right well we're going to plan to reduce the number of Korean films we show every year from 146 to 73. Jesus. And it, uh, as it stood, the fact that 146 films every year were forced to be shown, they had to be shown mm-hmm. on 146 days in Korean cinemas meant that people had to go and see them. People, you know, got into them even more than they normally would. So, mm-hmm. you know, profits grew, blah, blah, blah. And it helped that whole explosion of Korean cinema. Mm-hmm. And to drop it down to seventy-three, they everybody just turned around and went, "You, you just, you're cutting us out. You're going to be putting Hollywood movies on instead. We're going to get nothing." And Choi Min Sik and you know loads of other actors, directors, you name it, went in huge protest about it because they saw it as the forerunner of the end of the Korean film industry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it all came from. And, I mean, that, that change to 73 screening days per year actually came into force a year later in 2007, regardless of what anybody wanted. Mm-hmm. And ever since, there have, every time there are a couple of films that do really well, they bring out this, oh, yeah, because of the fair trade agreement, we might have to drop the quota. And it, it, it almost starts again. I mean, it, in 2006, when this was first happened, they used the host and um, I'm 
trying to even think of what the other film was. Um, oh, of course, um, King and the Clown, which yeah. were two really successful films, end of t- 2005, 2006, and they said, look, Korea films are making that much money, we don't need to show them as often, and we can let Hollywood have a go, and then the US will be really happy with us, and we we can get on with other trade agreements. Um, and this year, with Masquerade and a werewolf boy breaking box office records left, right and centre, and the mm-hmm. thieves sort of becoming the, the most watched Korean film of all time, the most successful, that it's it started to rear its ugly head again. The ones in favour of cutting quotas are saying, you know, look, 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 this has made so much money, we don't need to show them. We could show other stuff a little bit more and encourage competition. So it just doesn't seem to be going away. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's why Choi min stood up at Cannes, did a whole rant about it, and then just disappeared away from virtually everything. I think he did a couple of tiny little independent things. Yeah. Um, you know, until I saw The Devil came about. Scary stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, from a, from somebody who loves Korean cinema, I think it should be just bounce back up. It should be, you know, 140 more. But then I'm going to say that because you know, <laughs> I'm much I'm much more a fan of that than than Hollywood. So, but that's mm-hmm. where it came from. They just they dropped the quota by half, and everybody thought that's it. Korean cinema's going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're. You're arcing back to a uh, bittersweet life there. I, I, I can't help it. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> Is there anything whole, else you want to cover? Well, it, it's that whole thing of anybody that's listening to this who's listened to your other What's Korea Cinema podcasts, mm-hmm. certainly the ones that I did with Ken and Rufus, yeah. um, will we'll know that I have a bit of an obsession with Korean families. Um and there was one podcast in particular, I think I spoke for about 20 minutes. I just ranted <laughs> about about family in Korean cinema, how exciting and important it is, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and when I was re-watching A Bittersweet Life, that sort of came back into my head. It's not family, but there's another theme that keeps rearing its head in Korean cinema and has done over the years, and I'd actually completely forgot that it was in A Bittersweet Life, and it's that whole thing of, would you do anything for love? Would you be prepared to destroy your life for something you feel is right? And it's, mm-hmm. it, it's exactly what Lee Byung-hun's character does. He, he throws his own life away for the love of, of Shimina's character. And even up to now, a couple of months ago, perfect number guy who decides he's gonna take the fall for a woman who murdered somebody he's gonna cover it up for and another film that's just come out that i'm just about to review called mellow um in which a female character falls in love with a guy he finds out she he's been in another relationship and got another girl pregnant and it's like what am i going to do to save my love to keep my love and it just it, it opens up this twistedness, and Korean cinema just does that whole thing. It's almost like you're going to die, you're fucked, your life's over, 
but at the end you'll almost have peace because you, you messed it up by chasing after the one thing that was important to you. And mm-hmm. that, that's, that's a huge thing, and it's sort of what happens to E.B. Young-Hun's character. You know, he dies at the end because of her, mm-hmm. because of what he does for her. And it's a huge, huge thing. And as I say, you know, you see it in the recent stuff, and I'd actually forgotten that was the deal with The Bittersweet Life until I rewatched it. And like you said, you sit and go, Jesus, it's here! Wow! Um, so it, it's sort of... Kim Ji-Woon started that whole thing off. It's And it's sort of... It's also part of why I think some of his stuff has become almost less Korean, because mm-hmm. his old stuff was all about you're, you're sunk, but you've tried to do the right thing. Whereas lately, it's a lot more Hollywood-based, a lot simpler. And it mm. may be more expansive in terms of the way he makes them, um, but I feel they're becoming more international. Anyway, that, that was what I wanted to say. <laughs> You've got that off your chest, finally. I have. Mm. I told you I was going to rant. I always <laughs> I can't help it. Anyway. Um, is there anything else on I Saw the Devil? I mean, the only other thing I'll say is is the whole thing of me going to see it, and I was blown away by it. Mm-hmm. And a few other people that will remain nameless weren't that impressed. And yeah. most of them were female. And this may I may be shooting myself in the head by saying this, but I just get the feeling that the whole relating to the darkness of these male characters is something that, that we as blokes watching Korean cinema can do a lot more than perhaps a girl watching it from a feminine outlook. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the difference in our opinions was, was really polarized. Um, and to this day, I'm, I, I followed it hook, line, and sinker. I really did. Um, other people didn't. So why is up for debate? But I think it's down to a whole male-female thing, mm-hmm. which which is another podcast entirely. <laughs> yes, you know, that's then, that's mm-hmm. that's essentially my thing. Um, that's great. Anyway, Paul, we'll cap it there. Uh, if you want to give us your website address for the guys to look you up on. Yep, um, I'm at hanglecelluloid.com. Um, I'm on Facebook at facebook.com hanglecelluloid. My Twitter's at hanglecelluloid, and just as a, an extra shameless plug, um, I interviewed director Kim Ji-Woon in 2010, <laughs> and um, we talked a lot about I Saw the Devil. Um, so if anybody can be bothered to go to the site, go to the interviews page, it's in there, and it's certainly worth a read. Um, Brilliant. I, mm-hmm. think, I think anyway, but plug <laughs> up. Aye. Well, that's great. Anyway, Paul, thank you very much again for your time, mate. And again, thank you for inviting me. I'm always happy to sit and rant for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's always good to talk to you, Stu. Cheers, man. On to our next movie, I Saw the Devil. 
plot consists of a psychotic serial killer is on the loose committing some of the most diabolical crimes the police have ever witnessed. No one is safe as the body count rises and the killer continues his evil odyssey of sadistic butchery. But when the fiancé of an elite special agent becomes one of his victims, a personal investigation becomes a merciless and brutal game of vengeance. As one violent encounter leads to another, it's a game of where the hunter becomes as unhinged as the hunted. Yes. I understood that. Okay. Yeah. English. Spoke it. Done. Let's go home, boys. You so, uh, I'm going to have to tell you, this is not to be mistaken with another film that... Uh, when looking on the internet to see what versions of this was on the your interwebs, yeah. there's two results for I Saw the Devil. Is it? There's, of course, Kim Ji Woon's shocking thriller I Saw the Devil, mm-hmm. or there is Capri Caprivelli's I Saw the Devil and I Fucked Her. <laughs> <laughs> there is- we do not watch that film and I saw the devil at the same time. <laughs> Nothing. Compare. No. The, Why is it on websites spank bang? Because it is porn. <laughs> it is porn. Is it a parody of this film? No, it's got nothing to do with this film. Oh, it's okay. just sex. <laughs> when you when I looked up on a torrent website, both that was the top result. I saw the devil and I fucked her. <laughs> it's just like a hillbilly with devil fucking horn hairband on getting shagged. I just think it was like the alternative cut that Choi Min Sik wasn't expecting. Oh, he gets fucked. Aye. <laughs> like Lee Byung Hun finds him, fucking cripples him, <laughs> and then just fucks him in the fucking, in the fucking wee greenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is me, for, this is how I'm going to plan the tracking device up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he finishes by breaking his arm, <laughs> wiping his dick on his face and walks. So yes, I just don't want us to get confused in case any of you watched that movie instead. I'll have to look at that when I get in. Mm, no, I think I watched the right one. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, directed again by Kim Ji Woon. This one was written by uh, Park Hoon Jung, who is uh, his latest film. He's basically went from. I saw the devil to directing his own movies now. Yeah. Uh, none of them seem as dark as this one, but his new one's supposed to be pretty good. It's due out this year. Uh, written directed by Park Hoon Jung. It's called A New World. And this is obviously an undercover mob movie. Mm-hmm. Starring Choi Min Sik as the lead. So mm-hmm. I think he's like the big gang boss. And after it could be him that dies, and then they're basically looking to elect a new leader. But they're also finding it's a good time to have the police infiltrate the Golden Moon Triad, well, Korean mob. Mm-hmm. So, it might be worth looking out for. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing, I'll, I do plan on talking with uh, Paul Quinn again for this What's Korean Cinema, because there's a, an interesting thing on here. I want. I think he'll know a lot more about this than me, but uh, I Saw the Devil was the first major role for Choi Min Sik since his self-imposed exile uh, in process to the changes to Korean cinema quota system. He let he stopped doing films for over five years after something changed in Korea mm-hmm. about the way they were doing their films and he basically done a personal proce- uh, protest. protest and just fucking walked oh. and went back to like stage acting. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, roles like this and another, it's like a Tibetan movie that like you you done a small part in that and then this was the movie <coughs> to bring him back to it but yeah. it was supposedly a big deal in Korea that he 
walked off the scene, like, it kind of like his peak, like when he was really, really big, coming out of like the Vengeance trilogy and things like that. So <clears throat> I'm hoping Paul could enlighten us a little bit more on that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, pass this on to Trevor first. What did you think of I Saw the Devil? Loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think it would be, I always keep talking about old boy, but I think we've been talking about that. He says, well, have you seen this? Ooh. and just yeah I absolutely loved it this I think I will have to go and purchase this on Blu-ray if the extras are uh, good uh, be, this would be like high up there I think definitely mm-hmm. fucking great I don't even pay attention to what, uh, what extras extras was on it I do believe I think I did rent the Blu-ray and it had uh, I'm pretty sure there's a, a making of and I noticed it, there was a making of but I, I didn't have like a giant list uh, I didn't think it was it as expansive as like the good and the bad and the weird, but there was mm. definitely some behind the scenes stuff, ah. uh, possibly deleted scenes as well. Cool. But um, this is like, I reckon if I could argue which is the more iconic role, well, okay, iconic role definitely. Uh, old boy will be like the one everyone knows. Troyman Sick Four. Yeah. But I saw the devils as most. Fucking sadistic role. Aye. Like, oh, oh, so he's a victim in Old Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the dude's just fucking scary in this film. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just. He, I can't remember if he's brought this up himself or I've cottoned on to it, but he resembles, uh, like, Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. Like, where he has, like, the long hair all gelled back and it's, like, the big sunglasses. And it's just. Like, his psycho fucking nature in Cape Fear channels, like, this dude's energy, like, as well. And it just feels like he kind of takes on, like, that similar persona. He just becomes, he's just sort of solely back, I think, isn't he? And then he just kind of, I think when we said this before, it's just like a whole zero to 60 and, like, boom, that's it. You know, like, I think when he first goes to speak to her and he's like, oh, you okay? And she's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then he just, it's like, he just, goes off shot and a different actor comes in because he's just so enraged and he's just fucking trying to get in the car to get to her. It's like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Aye. And that, that is like the big thing with this film is it's <laughs> shocking violence. Like, it, like he just, Kim Ji-Win just leaves that camera there. Like, there's, like, you see the person get battered with a, like a, a pipe and mm-hmm. it's just... That was the only bit that got me. It's like, it must be very weak to be able to hit something in the head like 19 times with a bit of steel and then they'll still survive. Now, are you thinking of uh, Lee Byung-Han's character in the house at the end? or No, I'm just talking about like, when at the very start when he bars a fucking with a hammer. So, I, I keep thinking if I'd done that, it's like the big giant hole in her head. If I'd done it, if I had like five times the same place with a hammer, I'd think I'd break the skull. Mm-hmm. That's sort of how it got me. It's like the violence is good, but just. Is he not, not like a rapist as well, though? Would he not um, want to try and keep her alive? Cause... Aye, aye. It is revealed that he likes to pleasure first. Like, pleasure before pain. Mm. Like, the fucking laugh inside his laugh yeah, but you, never, you never got to see any of that, though. Aye, aye. Unless it was maybe, maybe a, a deleted scene or something. Mm-hmm, because, well, it does. It gives you an impression that he just batters these... Well, his first few victims, like, mm. the the fiancé of Lee Byung-Hun is, like, his first... Known victim to us, yeah. so he just cracks her about the head, and then just uh, as she's like pleading for her life, 
talking about the, the baby in her belly and things like that. Yeah. And not even flinching, he just drops the blade down, I guess, on the neck. Just, oh, just, just, that's what I thought, it's like off the head. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't even taking that into consideration, just sitting smoking his fag and then went, chop! No, he did kind of have like a wee sad bit in his eye and then just... Like, like... Just kill her. A wee flash of maybe a conscience. Chop, 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 chop. But, like, the movie has been supposedly heavily edited and I, well, not heavily, but... Uh, they're basically Korea wasn't going to release it in their cinemas because it was that violent so it basically had to do quite a few changes so just... this, was, this was the Waterdown version of his vision aye oh god aye. he's a he's a like, fucking psycho I think there's possibly <laughs> a shot I think in, I must have read it at some point but I think he's thrown the body parts into a basket uh, the person who chopped up and then it's just a clear shot of arms legs maybe a tip it's just mm. being launched across the room into the basket. There's probably bits like that that are just saying you're just taking it a little bit too far. Mm. And also scenes where uh, also he, he stumbles across his friends who's like the, who's like a cannibal, like a flesh eater. Yeah. And the dinner they're eating, you could tell like they're eating clearly eating flesh. Like the guy's mm. eating raw and it's raw. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's just just rather than eating, isn't he? He's just firing. Uh, like, there's supposedly a shot where you could see just the flesh on the table. I know, just probably just would have been raw beef or some shit like that. Oh, su- suppose it was just actually part of a body on the table that oh, it was eaten from. I don't believe but, that's No, that's what I'm saying. This is what they were, they've probably cut out. Oh, right. Like, it's, no, I think there was, but I, I thought I put two together and kind of got that from it because it was like, what the fuck else is going to be eating that's that? Red. That kind of colour. No, I thought that he was eating human. Just... Aye. And like, drink, almost like he was drinking blood as well. I was like, that looks quite bright for wine. And But we'll get back to those characters later on. Uh, Andy, oh. your thoughts on the film? Good, awesome. Trusted right. as fuck. I know. It's, I love it. <laughs> it's like one of these things where it kind of... It does outstage like the Vengeance trilogy on intensity and because uh, like uh, Old Boy and Mr. Vengeance and these films are I guess slower paced like the I Saw the Devil it's almost like kind of scene to scene for him finding a new person to fucking torture and mm. and like just I should have done a body count because well there, there is there's very little time to kind of catch a breath in between, like, him kind of killing folk and then, um, like, Lee Byung-Hun finds out about it and he starts tracking him down and, you know, like, it's... finds him, beats the fuck out of him but knows that he's probably going to keep going because he's a serial killer and that's what they do. He's not going to be able to to go on without it. So he knows the best way to get him is I'll I'll plant a tracker on you Mm. and I'll just keep coming back and getting you and getting you and... You can see the sort of conflict. He's like, "Ah, oh, fuck you, I'll fucking end you, you dick!" And he's just proper abusive and kind of gets himself on the mend. Mm-hmm. And then straight away, he's just like, he, he, he just he cannot help it. And that's why I think he's obviously planting the tracker on him mm-hmm. so that I'll fucking get you next time. Aye. And he does. So. There's like the scene where they're, like, they're mourning the, obviously the dead fiance, and he says that he's talking to himself and says, "I'm going to find the person that does this." And they're going to feel the pain a thousand times more. And they said, no, they're going to feel the pain 10,000 times more than you felt. And it was getting to the point where it's like, he just stops and then leaves. Leaves some money for him to get repaid. <laughs> Gets his fucking, <laughs> his wounds licked. Mm. Send him back out into battle so he could find him and hurt him again. 
But um, on the, the part with the the fiance, it's like when they discover a severed head in the river. Uh, it's just like shocking. It's like it looks like a so such a realistic severed yeah. head. Mm. Like when it turns around, it just looks like as if the woman's underwater and she's just turning her head. But it's mm-hmm. it's just unnerving. Mm-hmm. And I, it's also just like what he wears as well. He's um, I wouldn't really go as far as saying maybe Tyler Durdenish, but you know yeah. like when he's wearing like the footy top and that, and he just looks like he's you know just kicking about when he goes in the hospital, and then he just within minutes he's all over like the nurse, you know, yeah. aye, threatening the old fucking doctor, mm. where he's like uh, basically finding the fucking plot holes in his story where he broke his wrist playing a soccer injury, and he's like playing soccer with your fists, no, <laughs> and he's like. What the fuck do you, do you think I'm your son? Yeah, you could talk to him to me like that. It's like, come here, come here, take your glasses off. It's like, yeah, he has like the good enough sense. Like, I won't hit a man with glasses. Take them off. Well, it's like he was going to give him a right severe beat, and then the nurse came and said, "Oh, he's like, hey, your prescription's ready." I'm positive he's done something to that doctor. Like you never saw it, but like, no, it's like I thought he was going to do something, and she came and said, uh, "I could either kill him or fuck her." And he chose, it, chose it, it. Could even be quite cowardly as well. Do not, not want to really go toe to toe with a bloke even if it's an old doctor mm-hmm. and it's like well I suppose well they're all serial killers isn't it they're always at the start off with someone weaker than them mm-hmm. like, not that I know personally but you know like the kind of oh we can kill them really like cruel animals and that when they're younger um, <laughs> and they, they kind of work up in that and mm-hmm. whether or not even just that and it gets to that point where he's not had that fix of killing that he's like oh, well fuck this I'm just going to go balls out and... Mm-hmm. and it does like have that great moment because it is basically in, in the, the wee nurse's office is like the first scene where you realise Navy Hung is like basically stopping like appearing mm. when he's getting ready to do something really awful and fucking appeared with a fire extinguisher and just belts him across the oh, face with that it. is so fu- it just sounds so fucking sore aye and it's a great shot as well because he's standing there being blown by that poor nurse and it's just the door on his shoulder just opens up and it's the white light and he's standing there you see the big fucking extinguisher in his hand and just him walking up mm. fucking bats him and like, great camera shots where um, he smashes his head into like the medicine cabinet but the camera's in the medicine cam- uh, cabinet so it zooms out and you just see his head going through the glass and, mm. and the cringeworthy moments of sticking the, the, the scalpel in his heel and pull it yeah. pull the blade out turn his Achilles like, oh. the most crustiest realistic foot he's <laughs> like yeah that looks like a serial killer's foot like, oh. and it is he just basically beating the dude to shit and then looked at the nurse saying right you, you better patch him up just yeah. patch him up first yeah <laughs> no, it's like she was away run away was it the like, nurse she'll be needed treatment in but I suppose he's getting a wee bit cold there, isn't he? I mean, just kind of, he's now just become just like so fixated on him. Aye, keeping this like, going. Even That's... though she's just suffered a fucking a trauma. I said, like, no, no, get him fixed first. That's your main priority. Then you can go and cry and get counselling or whatever. Aye, but, aye. And that's kind of a, a, like the whole um, part of Chan Wook thing where, like, we were saying before, can, where's that tipping point aye. where he becomes a bad guy? Mm-hmm. and he's no longer like somebody that he can kind of back and get getting vengeance mm-hmm. like revenge essentially but now it's like he's basically well that's the thing it just the, the blurs the line of 
Like, and I saw the devil, I was like, well, which one by the film's finished, yeah. which one's the devil? I mean, mm-hmm. did any of you feel, kind of feel sorry for him, like, for, for Choi min Like, what, possibly the scene at the very end, where Aye. his family's on the outside, and he's fucking rigged up to the guillotine. Mm. Was, I thought that was fucking A, so I was like, <laughs> That was, like, the ultimate humiliation. Like, it was sort of, like, to the point where he was like, just kill me, and like... And then the normal I mean, things worse for you. Like, even though I've like stabbed you in the mouth with like a screwdriver and put a fag out on you. <laughs> like I'm just being a dick now. Like, right. And I phoned your mum and dad's so like, No, 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 Aye, and then he's like, wait, if he dies, does that mean the money falls back onto us? Mm. And he sets up, even the mum's like, oh, really? Money? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you felt bad now, not really. <laughs> but just before that, uh, obviously Lee Byung-Hun was trying to narrow down the suspects. Yeah. And like the first one is like the... Dude sitting jerking it in his fucking <laughs> his fucking porn cave. <laughs> no. And his fucking <laughs> the, the the machine cuts out and he's sitting wiping his hands on the pillow <laughs> before checking to see what's wrong. <laughs> and it's just the fact that he gets he's just this weak little man that gets beat up and he chokes him out a little bit, mm. ties him to the chair. And it's just the fact that you get this clear shot of his junk being mm. wrecked by a fucking <laughs> wrench. And the first strike, you see everything clearly move to one side. <laughs> then it hits again, and it all clearly moves to another side. And like, oh, <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> I've, I'm, I've just, uh, just nicely cleared that from my mind. I think mm. it was just that fucking disturbing like that. Just had a mind blank, <laughs> and it's that, just, that just reminded me that now I had no, that never happened. Uh, and then it was sort of just like a montage of his assault on the fucking uh, the possible culprits, like like the dude on his moped. Maybe uh, drives up behind him and just knocks him clear off it. Goes around, kicks him in the face. So it's, is it kicking him or punched him in the face? Does he kick his visor off, like, or does he punch his visor uh, no, off? I can Flick, I think he gives him a quick few kicks in the ribs and flips his visor up. I thought he like, gave him like, an absolute boot and like, knocked the visor up. Uh, well, I, he does, I think he stops because he pulls out the photo and compares the two yeah. to make sure it's the right guy. And that was that. Like He never tortured him to disbelief. I think that's just like, rather than extend this film out, because the movie is two and a half hours long, so it does run on for quite a while so this is probably part for their just never feels like it because you you just kind of I just enjoyed it so much you kind of like you kind of don't want to stop on a way it's like oh I could watch this forever part of me almost feels like I reckon if it it just plays for like your your own fears but sometimes I feel just towards the end it goes a little bit too far where Okay, uh, Troy Min's six characters like getting ready to hand himself in, but he has unfinished business, and he goes back to the fucking family home, beats the dads, mm. fucking caves his face in with a fucking dumbbell, and then the daughter happens to walk into the house, and he takes her off as well. And it just points where that just just leaving me feel so uneasy, just 
the fact that he's just going back, maybe like just going back to the origin and fucking definitely destroying Lee Young Hun's life. Like mm. tennis fiance, let's take the rest of her family. Mm. And it's just like this sort of horrible, uneasy feeling of like him, like the home invasion type of thing, where Lee Young Hun's on the phone, desperate to fucking warn the dad. But they're fucking twin six ringing the doorbell. And the guy's like, which one do I answer? And they're like, answer the phone! Answer the phone! Don't know! And it's just too late. And you see those sickly shots of him mm. being punched in the face with a dumbbell on right. his face, caving. It's like... <laughs> yeah. But that's the whole kind of consequences for his actions, though, isn't it? I think. Yeah. And the whole point where... If you inflict that much damage on some, there's all there's always going to be yeah, someone coming back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but I was just like, I kind of felt fine for most of it. But just those points towards the end, I was just like, oh, like it's just a film that kind of pushes its limits. Like easy enough, like probably saying for like watching the film with your partner and first bloody hit, she's probably covering like covering her face and like. You know, stay like that for the next two hours. <laughs> but uh, I guess it gets to the point where even like that was my own limits going, oh, this is just getting too fucking much for me. Because yeah. at least when he's hitting the woman with the hammer, it's like the hairs. Yeah, you feel... And you can't really see with the damage that's getting done, kind of thing. But when he's mm. doing that guy's face, in, it's, like, it's just yeah. a shot of his face, and his face is getting Slowly darker. Changing as it's... as it's getting battered. Aye. And. It's always a thing that you're kind of left wondering what happened to the other sister. Like she was just found in an alley in bed sheets, mm. bruised. Mm. So I, like, she was, I think she was. I think she got well, the impression that she was naked as well. So, aye, but they just raped and killed her just for the funny. Mm. But it just felt like I reckon if this was like a time thing where they couldn't focus on that more, or if they just didn't want to keep mm. or pushing an air thing where it's been cut because it was too graphic or something like. That. Possibly. Like, I do know in some cuts, the sex scene, the, the actually only other sex scene in, like, the cannibal's mm. house, it's cut from some some movies. Like, that seems to be the, the shocking thing for some countries, is the sex scene. Mm. But all the violence was kept in it. <laughs> it was the sex scene that was removed. It all just kind of just depends on, on your censorship laws, really, is it? I mean, mm. the hours are still kind of strict. Animal uh, violence. And, yeah. But, but I, I think whether or not it's... A lot of the violence could be kept in because it's an integral part of the story, really. Yeah. yeah. And that's his way of kind of... He, he knows he can't kill him, so he's just got to kind of take it all out on him as, as much as he can without crossing that line. Yeah. And hence why he, he's not going to kill him. He's going to put him in that position where he can kind of do what he's doing, walk away and not have to deal with the aftermath of you know, mm-hmm. what's happened. Because I think uh, even... Does he not come close to losing his job as well? As the guy, because worst of all, he's like a school bus driver. No, oh, you're probably leave young man yeah, yeah. because he's they, they know, like, because they say like take a month off, you need him time off, but and so he's taking he a right, I'll, <laughs> and I'll be back in two weeks. Then he's like, right, don't do anything silly. And then also there's this fucking trail of bodies, and he's like, are, are you part of this? Like, are you? And it does it kind of. Oh, it was like, it not like the police chief was after him. It's like he's in like he was in like a higher thing. He was like homeland security or something like that. Aye. And it was just like the local police chief was after him. Aye, I don't know what it was. I was after Lee Young Hun. Aye. Um, for what he was for what aye. he done to the two the other the other. Aye, I guess. Aye, aye, because that was 
like torturing those two guys that brought it up on their radar because obviously all the bodies were being brought in the same with like the cannibal couple yeah. like they were in the hospital when they got brought in so I, I guess it does bring him up on their, their radar as well because yeah. I, I didn't remember that being quite brutal as well wasn't it like the, the shit in, in Aye, the cannibal's that, house that's that is, oof Hi, we'll, mm. we'll try and talk about all that stuff the new then like obviously Lee Young hun has a bit of a rough journey we'll talk about the taxi scene in a minute mm. but uh, obviously he, he manages to hitch a ride with like the army and gets him to like that I love it I was just like oh fuck it what's he going to date now he can't fucking kill an army how's he going to get you this whole platoon of people <laughs> <laughs> so they drop him off at like this mansion and I'm under the impression that this cannibal couple have killed the owners because they have a woman locked up in the aye, kitchen. Aye, does say like, we well, only like, wanted to stay for a couple of days. We had to say not had to be a cheeky bitch or something. Aye, and, say, oh. <laughs> and there was that brilliant moment where she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." She's like, oh, you should have said it sooner. Aye. Oh, sorry makes up for everything. <laughs> brilliant. And then it's like, no, put you on a dog leash. It <laughs> said like, and take the arms, the legs, and like. Or the head, arms, legs, the, the way he was oh, you had, he had an order for, for dissecting the woman. Yeah. And it's just that great moment where he's in the kitchen, sharpening the knives, he's got the woman ready, then a CD player cuts it. Mm. And it's like he, it's like his rhythm, he needs just to, like he's just doing his piece, he just likes to listen to his music and it stops and he's like sitting, like bashing the CD player, wondering what's going on. <laughs> and then it cuts and goes back on and it's like, ah, oh, right, turns around and the woman's gone and. It's just like, oh, <laughs> and then there's fucking Lee Byung Hun and his Parker, and yeah. it's this great fucking moment where like he just says, "Right, I was like, how did you get in here without making no noise?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like he calls him out. It was like the, the same question as the audience did. No, but was, I thought that was a reference to the dogs. It's like why he was keeping dogs all around the house, mm. right? Because I, I wouldn't think that if it was like like the woman that they had. You wouldn't think she would be an owner of the fucking wild dogs like that. Mm. <laughs> so I just assumed that he had the wild dogs and turned them well. Aye, possibly the really? flesh, like they were probably getting the bones. Yeah, and, and they mm. could dispose of the fucking leftovers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it comes to that, that great scene where he basically kind of beats the dude down, uh, chains him up in the dog collar, tells him the way he's going to dissect him. Mm. And I think I have, like, the wee fist fight altercation and Lee Young Han still seems to be amazing hand to hand combat dude and just like just see him like break his fist like bends it down you see uh, the, the bone then, crunch they kind of swivel it or something ah, you, twists. See the, you see the bones like moving around their side of his wrist <laughs> and then he just fucking picks up the, the screwdriver and just jams it through the dude's oh, fist screwdriver so um, ice pick or some shit like that. Aye, 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 and he just fucking just booms right in the dude's fist, <laughs> and it's just, and they all they do it so well because the dude's fingers wriggle as it goes in. It just mm. the realism just is fucking mm. unhinged, mm. <laughs> and, and then it, they just fought the throne. This little dark comedy moment. Obviously, oh, right. I'm going to have to pull the screwdriver out. It's like <laughs> and he's pulling it, going ah ah, and then the, the, this fucking cock porp. Nope, cock pork. <laughs> <laughs> cork, pop, sound effect as the fucking handle comes off. Mm. And just this dead sound going, pop. And he's like, can't believe that just happened. <laughs> and it, like, I'm sure fucking cinemas would have erupted with laughter with yeah. that one moment. Just this fucking sly little bit of dark humour. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's what's 
sort of needed as well, though, in any kind of cinema. You've kind of got that. And right, then if dark, you get that like, kind of, even just a laugh as opposed to it kind of, of like a scare, that tension, uh, you get that big sort of release. Let you see, like, basically prepares you for what else is going to happen uh, next. Give you a chance to kind of catch your breath and go, right, okay, what the fuck's next? <laughs> and, they, like, that dude was, like, basically a, an integral part of the plot as he kind of reveals to Troyman Six character, like, He's doing what we're doing. Like we're hunters. We're hunting people. He's hunting you now, mm-hmm. and he's hunting you good. He's he's got you fucking caught, boy. And like he knows what you're up to, and like it kind of brings on like that realization mm-hmm. for Troyman Six Card. Oh, does he not originally think that he's a serial serial killer as well? Like he's one of us. He's he, but he's he's hunt he's a hunter like us. Possible. I I reckon if it's just the fact that it just keeps reappearing and torturing Troyman Six, like. You find it and then you let go. It's sort of like fishing. Like you've not yeah. got to kill the fish. You just got to let go and you've got to bring it back in. Yeah. But it just kind of sets up that point where basically it's like sort of the three of them, like uh, Troyman Sick, the f- fleshy and dude, and his wench. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck toy. I like <laughs> just passes the Troyman Sick. I just love that she's not satisfied like a little bit more a little bit more I think he's trying to get this shit the fuck up ah, he's like jamming fingers in her mouth and... no, he's like covering her mouth or something she's like oh. and then it's like close to tentacle porn and their tongues are fucking lashing <laughs> over each other's faces <laughs> but like once Lee Byung Hun's character like infiltrates like the manor and yeah. beats that dude and, and fucking Choyman Six Six Sense kicks in, he realises the dude's here, hmm. gets the shotgun, and again with like great sound effects, just the fucking shotgun blast, and, like blowing a hole in the kitchen, and yeah. it has that qu- quite that great wee camera following uh, Lee Young Hun as he runs and dives at the window, and like, the camera goes with him, yeah. and then all of a sudden, as fucking parkour dude running up the walls, jumping, yeah. ah. <laughs> like, you just like. <laughs> Like, fine, just be skilled at that as well. <laughs> Super secret agent man. <laughs> and it just... It's almost just like that nah, a wee demented Home Alone moment where mm. looking at the booby traps and the fish hooks yeah. scars that across the floor. And, of course, uh, Joyman Six running about barefoot yeah. <laughs> up the stairs. And, just, do. <laughs> and it just showed you that shot of his foot standing flat mm. doing on top of the fish hooks. And it was like the, <laughs> just the fucking shot of him falling <laughs> down onto the rest of them. Yeah. And leaving Hunt also going over to fucking blast him. I thought that was pretty intense, like, where he's like, like trying to get the gun up quick enough and he's running at him trying to fucking get that him before he could do that. that. Now that you just like, mm-hmm. he just gets to him and like knocks the gun just aye. as he fires and it shoots up in the roof and, just above him. Aye, the fucking ceiling just turns to like the mm. dust. It's just... Like the building's fucking made out of straw, it's just a big fucking explosion. <laughs> and uh, the point I thought you were making earlier about maybe Troyman Sick being a fucking weak hit mm. was this part I thought now when Lee Byung Hun's battering fuck at them with. I'm guessing it's just like a plastic tube. I know, it's meant to be, I think it's meant to be metal just for the bit where he's like, at the, at the last hit of the bit breaks off and you hear it going clink clink. Right, I and thought it might have been like a metal head or something. I thought it was like just a cheap plastic brush that he just said. Like, that's a bit over a dozen times just hitting this oh, dude on the head. Right. And then there's like a wee effect of just like a wee straw spitting blood. Go, 
<laughs> There's a wee spit of blood in the knackering him and his pal and fucking oh fucking one two punch to the bitch that cuts up. <laughs> that, was awesome. that was that was done quick. She fucking yeah. tries to cut and like and she's doing it with bloody nose. She's probably still alright, but she doesn't say what they've made of the punishment. She sees what she done to the her fucking man. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to play dead for now. Yeah. But I will rewind it back to one of my favourite moments of the film is. Uh, Choi been sick, like getting a, a fucking lift for the the worst, the scariest fucking cabbie drivers ever. <laughs> like it, it's almost like it's this is another movie within a movie. Yeah. Like it gives you the impression Korea's just filled with serial killers. <laughs> They've got nothing else to do but kill each other and fucking like there's not enough jobs. I'll just kill him and take his job. Yeah, I'm a taxi driver now. <laughs> See if I could kill maybe a milkman tomorrow. <laughs> and as that like, he. He gets a ride for the fucking taxi driver and he's sitting there and the camera does this great panning shot where it looks down and it shows you that they must have their licence like printed out and sell tape to the dashboard mm. and you just see this older gentleman with fucking his hair brushed to one side then it cuts to this young dude with short spiky hair who's really happy for him <laughs> to be there <laughs> like oh the Miss Pirouette fucking Tasha Aye, and then it fucking <laughs> turns around to the fucking scary bug eyed dude in the background. Oh, like, he was disgusting, like. It's <laughs> like, whoa. I wouldn't let him some <laughs> hype anywhere in the world. Like, that, that, I, I just dropped me off here, lads, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, monster meets monster, and it's like, those dudes are the unlucky ones, the fact that they've picked up mm. a fucking scarier serial uh, killer. Yeah. And, like, basically, he just, like, kind of shows off as, like, the fucking alpha male, like, he pulls off his hat to show his wounds. Yeah. And talks about, I think I've had a good day, and the guy's kind of laughing. And he's talking about the shit day that he's had. And then the dude in the back, in the back seat, is slowly pulling out his knife. Mm. And fucking Choyman's sick. Uh, was it the small blade that he took for the school bus? Ah, uh, somebody found in his last thing. Ah, uh, it was like the school the bus. bus. Yeah. I just like grabbed that for the wee glove compartment. It's just a small little fucking knife. And then he just this frantic 10 second scene. Of him diving over to the back seat, stabbing the dude in the chest, turning around, stabbing the driver in the back. Mm-hmm. No, it starts by stabbing the driver straight in the neck. Yeah. Like he mm. fucking punches him first. That's what they have. It's like the films like promoting Koreans are solid as fuck. <laughs> so it's the better who you are in this film. They got stabbed in the neck, but he still managed to drive that taxi. Like, I just try to fight him off at the same time. So yeah. I was stabbing the neck, I was like, that should just dude lights it. That, that should be good. <laughs> like, that dude should just roll the yeah, car. Just fucking pretending. Just don't do it anymore. I know, but it was just—it's just that vicious, and the camera just goes into this fucking continual three sixty angle. Yeah. I'd actually love to see how they done that scene. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there must be a taxi on a sound stage somewhere, but mm-hmm. just this swiveling camera catching all the fucking action of punching the dude in the neck with a knife then leaning through stabbing that dude a couple of times then going back to the driver stabbing him in the back a couple of times then back to that dude it's like all, it looked like all three of them were stabbing each other <laughs> it was just like, like how the fuck did this guy go get stabbed ah it was like fucking shank festing <laughs> all dudes drilling each other with fucking knives <laughs> and just that is like one of my fucking favourite moments for that trailer, well, for the movie, yeah. I always remember it because I saw the Red Band trailer for it first, and just seen that crazy fucking violence. They never showed you a lot of the 
heads being smashed in, but it was like a, the fucking guns going off, and then just that frantic threesome in the taxi, uh. <laughs> and they're just like this film looks fucking amazing, <laughs> just for like that scene alone. Yeah. So, uh, let's see if I've got some of these points that I've not brought up yet. I possibly towards the end when the tables get turned once again and basically the ball goes back into Troyman Six court. He knows he's got the cap showing him and he knows how to get How does he discover it again? So that dumb motherfucking agent comes in and it's like said, Oh, the only way to get rid of that capsule is if it gets real bad diarrhea. I said, Shut up. Uh, Don't worry, he's uh, he's going to be out for days. Because uh, they're both in hospital after <laughs> locking all the piles out. And he, of course, he's, there's only a curtain separating the two. And he's mm. lying there just fucking supposedly brain dead. Pretend, uh, but he just basically found out the information that he's got a tracking device implanted in him. Yeah, that, was, that was an air, like, non-violent cringy moment. <laughs> uh, when he starts talking to him. Yeah? No. Oh. From the run where he, where he tries to, where he gets a probe out. Oh, right. And he like takes about three hundred million fucking laxatives. And the the wateriest shit. <laughs> hands right in there, right under the fucking brown. It's like uh, the bowl's <laughs> that size and it's fucking food. Like a lasagna, like, like a big tray of lasagna. <laughs> and deep in it, trying to find this fucking probe. But I think like the part I was talking about there is this. The scary part is like the realization. Like there's nothing horrific going on, but this dude now knows. Like, he somehow knows, he, you could hear me, I, I know you're talking, like, I know you could hear me, and he's just telling him, like, your fiancé was begging for her life, like, she even told me that like, she had a child and then like, chopped her head off, mm-hmm. and they just basically broke the dudes, mm-hmm. and it's just him walking into the fucking uh, shop, grabbing the laxatives, talking to himself, mm-hmm. just basically saying he knows, like, the game's up, mm-hmm. and seeing that dude fucking break, and... Like, what the fuck are you going to do now? Like, then just got to get there as quick as possible and basically end it. He's like saying, like, I hope you're close. Aye. Or this fucking guy's going to die. And he uses him as a fucking a distraction to escape kind of thing where he stabs the pharmacist. Aye, that poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so good to him. I was telling him where the fucking laxatives were. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, like, it's just those shots of just somebody lying in that deep fucking red uh, just the blood just pouring at the dude's neck which is like fucking everyone's expendable in this film (laughs) and even the fucking poor taxi driver that's coming in to take a piss and he gets fucking Ah! battered like the dude closes the door behind him and then it opens and it's just showing him sick with a fucking (laughs) like kind of a brush and just battering the dude across the face and the blood spraying over the place and just keeps fucking beating the dude to a coma and then just sticks a little shit covered pill in his mouth. The now you're the guinea pig. And he fucking fucks off in the taxi, puts the sunglasses on, strokes his hair back, and it's like, oh, this dude is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the great bit where essentially the music, like the orchestra, the symphony is getting it more intense and intense. Basically him revealing that he's given himself in now. Uh, and now it's just that great setup where like he he just drives in the shot. All the police like he he's phoned the police. He's told them what he's done, and he's come pick me up here. Mm. And oh, Lee Young Hun's basically gotten the same message, like for like his informant, the like his inside guy that got him all these gadgets and that in the first place. Mm. 
and it's just that race of who's going to get to the dude first. And no, it was the FA telling me sell that he was on the seller, saying that you're not going to. Oh no, he was going to do it. But he had some bench. business to do first. Aye, but then that's before, that's what he was telling him when he was going to the pharmacy. I'm going home myself, and you won't be able to get your revenge. Right. You won't be able to get your payback for your wife because I fucking chopped her head off. And Nah, you, I'm going to be in behind bars and you're going to be able to get me. Dissect your unborn child. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I might have picked up wrong, but it's just when he gets to that scene and it's, it's just his fucking reveal, because obviously this was after he, like, he's, he's wearing like the dad's jacket and um, it's just the shot like the car door opens and his leg comes out and it's soaked in blood and it's, like he had like white plimsolls on him mm. there, caked in blood as well. And it's it's just it's fresh blood. Like yeah, your skin is just open. Aye, and it's just him standing out, and his skin's basically tanned with this blood. Yeah. And he's just smoking a fag, waving the bloody dagger, and yeah. just like like if you're looking for a killer, that's your fucking killer right there. Like <laughs> like just looking as illegal as possible. <laughs> just like fuck, if we couldn't find the killer, it's like what's going on? But it just cuts to that shot of Lee Young Han sitting in the jeep. Like staring him down, mm. like he's there, he's ready, and he fucking rips the door off. And he tears off a big pile of bricks randomly lying in the road, mm-hmm. and just belts down, grabs him, and basically, like just takes fucking switches the tables around once more, and basically putting the ball back in Lee Byung Hun's court. Yeah. And I guess well, that's this is getting to the end of the film, where it is like that grave execution of. Uh, the saw style execution. Ah, he's sitting with the, the guillotine blade and yeah. r- with a wee fucking rigged up system of ropes. And it's like you would be fine if they didn't try to get in the door. Mm-hmm. But with him trying to get in the door, it's pulling the fucking rope out of his mouth. Aye. Uh, this is stopping the fucking guillotine. I'd have to say, if it was me in that moment, I would just go, let go of the rope. Just. Let you die. Ah, just like before the shame of my fucking family coming in, I was like, the next thing, no one there, there, it's like, there, there, I'll fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> just like, at the door, like, go, like uh, I regret nothing! <laughs> <laughs> my head rolling to the door to meet them. Good. Was he not also a dad as well? Ah, he had, he had that son. That was... Ah, he's like, he left his bastard child with his fucking, <laughs> his mom, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't want he did what he didn't want his kid to see as well. Or something aye, like, aye, like they're all at the door, and like basically once he realised, like he just that kind of mad panic. It was like he's like humanity kicking in. Aye, aye, and it's just that it's still quite brutal as they're trying to pull it, and he's trying to hold it back, and okay. it was the fucking handle broke in his mouth, and you thought it was the point where his teeth were going to start breaking next, yeah. but it just stops and chops, and <laughs> the fucking head rolls out, yeah, and. Just, I guess, a bloody end to it, and then it cuts to Lee Byung Hun just walking off into the distance, putting the, the he- earphones in. Like it basically, no, essentially, taking, list- well, because he was listening to him dying, and then he takes him out and then he just breaks down and starts greeting in the middle of the street. Aye, like that, that's basically like the, 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 the release, the pressure. Aye, it's over, like this. It's, you've done it, it's all over, like, <laughs> your family's gone. Yeah. Like, it's just sort of like the, the realisation of, was it worth everything? Yeah, it was, mm. was it worth everything. It? And we'll say, yes, it was worth it. It was quite quite entertaining, actually. <laughs> Thoroughly awesome film. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck totally film. was worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was brilliant and blurry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
bring him back as a zombie for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw a devil zombie. It's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> well, I thought it was like, make me son the next fucking serial killer because he did look fucking freaky in that film. Like when oh, he just went, his boy kid. No, it's like when he went to ask him if he could where his dad was. Nah, he was like, nah, just <laughs> like my bastard dad. He's probably like chopping up a schoolgirl as we speak. Like, Whoa! <laughs> That's lucky fellow. <laughs> but, ah, oh, how we know spoke about that very first bit. Like, when he has the girl in, like, that fucking grow house. And basically when Lee Byung-hun finds Choi Min-sik. Mm. And it's just like that great shot of, like, when all the lights go on and it's leading, din, 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 then the last light comes on and he's fucking standing there like his G.I. Joe action figure. Mm. <laughs> Shadow Storm's here to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like that quick uh, fight, like, Trim and Sick runs with the fucking blades, the wee skimter, second tier, whatever. Yeah. And just just that, that quick confrontation where he just basically breaks and mashes him with a rock, uh, chokes him out, like, fucking like a UFC style hold and with like a blat of fucking bag over his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is, is this a short film? This dude just fucking finished him. <laughs> and then just obviously implanted the cap show that we, we sashay milk. <laughs> I think they came yeah. up that way. Mm-hmm. They came up with someone that would, would just forcibly it. make him swallow. I think so. That it was just Any fucking liquid to make him get swallow. his reflex going. So... But like it's just like that great that setup the the, the set and the running the kick just the lighting just really like worked well for just this the confrontation. And when and he goes to slice him, he cuts the cuts the, the wire so the lights are now flickering. Oh, really? It's it's almost like that's the moment you're waiting like in your typical cat and mouse movie. That's the that's moment the, that happens yeah. at the end, the reveal, the face to face. This is like twenty minutes in, and you're like. And that's when you realise this isn't the typical cat and mouse fucking revenge I think it kind of shows that um, like Choi Min Six kind of kind of underestimates him because obviously he's running at him like that, right. thinking whether well, or not just that. The guy's kind of he's, he's on such a rush from ah. kind of getting ready to rape the girl. Aye, he's just like fuck it, let's have it then. Mm-hmm. And then he's like that, nah, boom. Ah. And then he's a bit like, holy shit, he might be worth a wee bit. Of, he might be a wee bit of fun. Yeah. And it was like that moment where he's like, Are you a cop? Are you a cop? You're not a cop, are you? <laughs> and then they basically sussed him as just this wee quiet dude and like <laughs> running out. So it's it is sort of like a minimal cast. There's really just ten people to this movie. I think we'll just go into like the trivia now. Right. What did you think about the guy getting his mouth told wrong? This was the the fleshy inside kick when he was in hospital, mm. and basically now that like, he shot the pill out, and there was he's, he's off 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 the radar yeah, now. So you he, pissed off the wrong guy. Uh, he says, <laughs> "What's he gonna do?" And he's like, "Well, he's probably going to finish his business and mm. then hand himself in." But he he likes to be he likes the pleasure before pain, and then mm. just starts laughing and leave young hungry. Just freaks, grabs like the. Tapping bottom jaw and just tears over you see cheek to him. Ah, you just see the it just cave and ripped uh, in and the, all the blood gushing out uh, and the guy just fucking chokes. Like how does he how is he able to walk out the fucking hospital? This, Where's the police when this happens? It's, they can't cuff their fucking Donut break. Uh, <laughs> the fucking Koreans and the Krispy Kremes. No no no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I would just be that moment of sitting ripping this dude's face open and just looks at the wounds, punches her, just to make sure she doesn't wake up. <laughs> just double check. Right, back to you. It would be better if she see her in the back room, open her eyes, and just shut again. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Fuck you, man. Actually, <laughs> like, in a fucking spoof movie fashion, they've had him ripping the dude's eye, uh, dude, dude's face open, and she's opening, and then on a fucking magical third fist, just punches her <laughs> without him turning around. The fist just pops her in the face. <laughs> Because back to him just ripping her open. No, him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a different style of ripping her all together. <laughs> a ripping and a tearing. So, yes. Um, that is that film thoroughly, thoroughly dissected. Who uh, fucked it? We've not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the audiobook version. Yeah. <laughs> all done. But uh, the film was originally released 12 of August 2010. It made it to the UK shores on the 29th of April 2011. Um, There's so many different cuts to the film to each different country. Like I think America has a cut, we have a cut, Korea's got its own cut, and there's director's versions, but it's only stuff that's just released in Korea. Yeah. We have our international version, and that's it. Like, the, I do think there is this... Like, maybe this director's cut that's supposed in Korea could be the... Fucking unedited, unedited, crazy, mm. censored in cinemas type mm. of deal. Yeah. But like, it's, it's I think DVDs released in Korea is like just not a big deal. Like in Korea, there is there's no HMV, there's no things like that. You there is for Skyfall and everything, like, every everything else back to Korean cinema in Korea. Like you can't walk into the Korean HMV and pick up all your. Yeah, because they went films. bankrupt. They went in the receivership. I've just used that as an example. <laughs> <laughs> they but, closed all their Korean stores. For the impression of why about guys going over into Korea, it's, like, it's not a fucking store sh- filled to the walls with Korean cinemas. Like, yeah. I think there's a print of the DVD and once it's done, it's done. It's like they've got white envy. It's like they just love the white and white. The crispy Korean Caucasians. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck about their own <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Um, awards. Uh, was nominated for 26 awards across the world and it got away with 16. That's good. <laughs> uh, Lee Young hun getting a grand prize award for film at the 47th Beit Sang Art, Art Awards. Uh, other notable ones include Who's for? <laughs> um, just grand prize award for film is the way it's been listed. Huh. So, I, 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 maybe best actor mm. uh, at the thirty first Blue Dragon Film Awards, which is like Korea's big film ceremony. That's the Awards. Academy Awards. Uh, it did get best cinematography, best music, and best lighting. Mm. Uh, there's an there's a award category for lighting. So England's <laughs> got that in Academy Awards because Hugo's got that. <laughs> you know, it's like it's got well, five like, Academy Awards and it's like fucking well, things I've never fucking held it <laughs> uses of smoke <laughs> sepia tone to movies <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good to see that uh, Choi Min Sik got a Best Actor Award at the 13th Director's Cut Awards like just awards across the world here so it is yeah. and at the I'm not going to say that one. It's fine. <laughs> See <laughs> it's it. Festival International du Film de Fantastique de Gerard de Me. 
Oh, and it won the International Critics' Choice, the Young Jury Award, and the Public Choice Awards that mm-hmm. year. So it got three awards there. At the first Fan- Fantasporto Film Festival, it got uh, Kim Ji Win got director in the best fantasy section, fantasy category. We got best director. Class up fantasy. That was very real. Yeah. <laughs> and it also got the Oriental Express sidebar. For best film. They're like, that's a wrestling move. The Oriental <laughs> Express sidebar. Go on. That's <laughs> I like was just what... thinking it was like attached to the Oriental Express. Just like it had a fucking movie poster on the side of the Oriental Like, vote for what you like. like tick. <laughs> no, I think it was like Takamichi Noku done an armbar. Oh. <laughs> oh, here comes Oriental Express. <laughs> Tap, bitch. But <laughs> just a so... flat Asian running in the silken. <laughs> 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 Possibly. Here comes the Asian train. <laughs> Here comes the Asian train. <laughs> what are you doing, sucker? I was going to look up our IMDB. Oh, sorry. Just uh, seen the word housekeeping on your laptop. I thought it was going to <laughs> um, So, IMDB rating for I Saw the Devil. The audience gave it 7.8 from roughly 35,000 votes. Yes. <laughs> So, quite a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. and quite high. That's one point above a better sweet life. Just one point. Well, they got seven point seven. Hmm. I think so, it's eight. Ah, this has got seven point eight. A oh, better sweet life. Eight point seven. Got... No, 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 sorry. Seven point eight. Right. I think he's kind of got his stride though in this one. This is more sort of like definitely more bang for your buck. Like, ah, it is just crazy with like intensity. Um, do you dare ask Rotten Tomatoes? Right, we'll try it once each. Right, what were we saying? Um, I'll just say, I guess it doesn't matter. I it. saw the devil. Did you really? <laughs> Have you been smoking crack? Here's what I First time, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Oh, there's no Rotten Tomatoes. It's got everything up here for the Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Like that does I I think it how that worked perfect the first time. Those was fucking that, like cinema fucking box offices which you never talked about in any of this. I <laughs> we do have stats here. Uh, I saw the devil was on the budget of six million and did get a box office takings of twelve million seven hundred thousand. So yeah. doubled its money back. It did have a limited uh, cinema release over here and in America. So it only really amounted to, I think, $150,000 on a two-week run. Mm. And that was starting on two screens to five screens. I think one week it was 11 screens at most, and then it filtered back out. So it did have like a, a small cinema run. I think it did have a, a short run over here in the UK as well. But again, it was your cinemas like Edinburgh or Glasgow, and then nothing else mm. in between. No. It's been diesel in it though, I'm interested to. Because <laughs> that, this is so much entertaining and half the shit like Western cinema tur- mm. uh, like mm-hmm. turns out. They're just, they're, they're just too lazy to try and make that. They're just um, trying to make the big bucks. That's it, as they're quick just as they're possible. Possible. take any kind of risk. And Can we put Transformers in it? Uh. Uh, Can we have like the come of Dwayne Johnson fighting <laughs> on a skiddy car? <laughs> shit. Like, oh, why? Why do we even need that? I saw the devil. And his name's Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the devil 
His oh. name's Michael B. It's <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there a rotten tomato no. score for I Saw the Devil? No. If you'd hate it, ask it. It doesn't tell you on the shit I gave me. Rotten tomato score for I Saw the Devil. I don't know what you mean by rotten tomato scored for I'll buy devil. <laughs> I'll How about a web search for it? Let's go for the web search. Searching the web for rotten tomato scored for I'll buy devil. It doesn't even speak English, really. Oh, shit. Your turn. London. London. I saw the devil. Rotten tomatoes. Huh. I saw the devil. Right. Oh. Think about that. Uh, oh, what are you thinking? Here's what I found. How did I find I saw the devil? Uh, it looks like it's the Wikipedia. Oh, is it not that fucking Wolfman? Wolf Ramal Wolf Ramal for you. Yeah. Yeah. I got that's that. A, that's the shit I got too. Yeah. Fuck you, shit, your bad voice. <laughs> I will edit you out of this podcast. <laughs> fucking stop you. Right, normal web search for I uh, saw the devil. Why do you know do the fucking work? Just so you do something. Fuck you. You're a scum. Well your segment is being cancelled now anyway because Rotten Tomatoes Siri doesn't work. Rotten Tomato scores sale by devil. Shout at the devil. The devil's reject. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just going fuck to... you technology so fuck you I'm an aggressive shit <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a pussycat at the same time <laughs> 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 that's why I hate they cut because they're so cute looking <laughs> you said it like it was a secret because I'm a rotten shit Bubba Pussycat. Detail anybody who ever listens to this. Alright, the three guys in the mission. Great, I saw the devil. Here we go. It's going to be our opening credit of a pussycat, really. And then the music starts. I'll kill you. Well, he'll do that on the fucking podcast. It's over. I'll fucking chat me in your door. I'll be an ice pick. You'll be attached to this table. I'll just brush the back of your neck. Oh, stop it. I'm just a pussycat. <laughs> Throw whiskers at you. Wait, you want to keep this fucking ah, information, you cow? Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> you cow. I'll put my cow on the nose. <laughs> right, you want to keep my slut cow on the nose? No, you put your slutty fucking cow on your fucking. It's just knicker your holes in them. Yeah, tight wear than prick. <laughs> right, I'm no fucking talking anywhere. Here's your answer. 79% fresh. Nice. By the critics, and 85% of users liked it. Yeah. Fair enough. There you go, you big pussy cat. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> biscuits. Fucking <laughs> just start all with biscuits. <laughs> Get my back up a bit, biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, since that is our ratings on well the internet's response to I Saw the Devil it's now for us to rate the film on our Asian movie charts <clears throat> introduced back on uh, our Woohoo Triad Double Bill yeah essentially our Asian cinema 
top 13, which is now being opened up to a top 15. So, Andy. Right, I'm not. I'll tell you, you type it. Aye. fucking workhorse. This is mine. This is, this is Andy, and it's got the A for Asian. A for Asian. Aye. Zilla are a colour of yellow, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> Sick. Right, uh, one should I put in first? Go for chronological order, so Bear Sweet Life. Right, Bear Sweet Life will go in at number six. Below Triad, but above Once Upon a Time in China and America. That's how I roll. Can't find me. Still caressing the keys <laughs> and just fucking tight. Better. That's you in that fucking nutshell. <laughs> Alright, puss bus talk. Nice <laughs> on the devil. I would put that at number two. Below Nom 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 and above, above the Storm Riders. Fair enough. I might be a little similar here, I do think. These films might uh, my top three might go along to a Kim we Kim. Can we do? Kim Ji Woon top three possibly. I'm quite. I'm a big fan of Ice or the Devils. So I'm giving that the number one spot. Ooh. Every time he has an ice cream cone, he calls it fucking Kim Hyun Woon or whatever his name is. <laughs> Just fucking sucks the fucking tape. Oh, <laughs> nice tight buttons. Yeah, that's what he gets every time he has a roll. And yes, I'm going to put Better Sweet Life in at number three on my list. So, my top five now consists of I Saw the Devil, The Good, The Bad, The Weird, Better Sweet Life, Dream Home, and Storm Riders. Andy, your top five The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, I Saw the Devil, Storm Riders, Once Upon a Time in China, and Dream Home. Yeah. So. That is it, lodged in Podcast and Fire movie chart history. <laughs> I better back up that file before we lose our history. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, let's turn this down. Let's what would, what do you mean? finish this off with a little bit housekeeping. Right, I've, I've, I, I think I'm going to take the rule of bullying here. If I ignore it, I'll go away. <laughs> so I'm just saying a fucking word. <laughs> I am entertaining your fucking your shit here. Right. Okay. And I'll answer what you're doing to it tonight. You can get the fuck. Who's Kim? Then they fuck up. <laughs> it's on the internet. Time fucking podcast on fire out of the internet. <laughs> and it'll tell you when you can fucking listen to us. Ask Siri. Oh yeah, it's silly, yeah, he'll tell you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm asking you now. This, this dumb, you wanted to set After things on fire. Aye. Right. Podcast on fire. I don't know what that means. Oh. If you like, I can search the web for unclassified. <laughs> right. This is it. Podcast on fire. You dumb fucker. I was close. Fire stations. <laughs> far from you. My podcast is on fire. It's a fire station number. Fuck you, silly. Could you twat a tweet on Twitter? I can't. You haven't set up your Twitter account yet. <laughs> oh! Silly. 
You're a fucking legend. <laughs> That'll do, Pig. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> so, podcastofire.com, facebook.com forward slash POF network, Twitter, series not set on the account up yet, supposedly. <laughs> but if it did, <laughs> it would be twatting us a tweet on Twitter. Hit us up at Podcast on Fire or use the hashtag What's Korean Cinema. Uh, for iTunes, feel free to rate, berate, fillet, or hate us. What do you think, Siri? I don't see burial in Goragus in your address book. Burial is long ago. I don't know what you mean by illogical kill yourself. <laughs> illogical <laughs> kill yourself. <laughs> Die. I don't know what that means. If you like, I can search the web for diary. Diarrhea, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking prick. So that is our podcast on fire. Plugs at the rod. Uh, we review wrestling.com. Recent reviews of WWE live in the UK in November 2012. Future reviews should include the best of Raw and Smackdown from 2012 and our take on the 2013 Royal Rumble. And I've finished what I had to say. And uh, one last plug for Mass MassMovieSideUK.com. I'll let Trevor take over for this one. Because <laughs> he's got rid of stuff. Um, check us out every Sunday. Uh, MassMovieSideUK.com. Um, always doing your requests. Uh, twat us a tweet on the Twitter. We're on Facebook as well, just check us out. Yeah. Yeah. As always, a pleasure, boys. Now, <laughs> do so. What do we say now? Check your <laughs> My fucking ass is killing me, that's what I say. Oh, you big puss. Well, you look at the wall when you say that. Uh, you fucking <laughs> queen. <laughs> <laughs> Call me queen, puss. Uh, I'll get under the fucking cart and I fucking. Queen of Bastards. Queen of Bastards. Anyway. I thought you said Queen of Bastards. <laughs> Forget Game of Thrones. Look up the Queen of Bastards. <laughs> anyway, I've been your host for this evening. I'm Stuart Sullivan. Joining me, the easiest of A's, Andy Walker. And Trevor from Mass Moveside UK. Andy, you dick. Enough! <laughs> the name calls him. You're a fucking skunk. <laughs>